Thank you, Mad Maniac, for that lovely intro. And guys, be sure to check out our YouTube version, too, where you could see Maniac. You can meet your host and have a nice look-see at all the original art we've prepared for you. Some by John at Carrick and Tunes, some even by Dave. And, uh, oh, yeah, see, let me pause. see some of the original art we have prepared for you, made by John at Caricatoons, and often we'll pop in Dave's art as well, who is an accomplished surrealist, and actually my favorite surrealist. Oh, uh, thanks. Oh, you're welcome, Davey. So welcome to Fight Cusp, everybody, the podcast where me, Mixie Plum, and Dave Wolf Aronson uh, break down the birth charts of serial killers, True crime, dude, tragic deaths, and even some heartwarming figures here and there. Right, Dave? We, we got some nice people. Yeah, we got some lineup. ones that aren't too traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're mostly traumatic. <laughs> mostly traumatic things. Yeah, Dave and I are, uh, I like we're kind of, a, we like our deaths. We're spiritual I'm a witch. He's a wizard. You know, you call yourself a witch too, don't you? Yeah, I don't like wizard. It makes me think of a guy with a, a hat with stars and moons on it. <laughs> See, I like wizard because it makes me feel like I'm a wise old gruffy sage like Yoda or mm. Avatar from Wizards. I need that big long beard. Uh, but well, I always I, say, what? I prefer witch. It just has more power to it. That's all in my mind. I hear you. Yeah. I always say, I always joke that my pronouns are witch wizard. I'm fine with both, but I usually just say I'm a witch. But I digress. <coughs> yes, you so, do. So, Dave and I are going, we thought, hey, everybody's obsessed with true crime and serial killing, but I haven't really seen anyone, like, really break down these people in a in a psychological fashion. And... Astrology, uh, Dave, you know what? I'm going to let you field this one. Why don't you give a slight overview of how we feel about astrology? Well, I would like to explain what exactly I'd be doing with astrology. Is that all right? Wait, hold on. Let me pause. Dave has been in a professor. <laughs> well, that's an edit. I've been this will go on a blooper reel. I couldn't even say blooper for blooper reel. What the fuck? All right, I'm ready. Shut up. Dave has been a professional astrologer for over 25 years, among many other talents, which you will get to see as we go on with this. So, Dave, uh, for our first episode. Uh, which is entitled Exotic Irwin. Why don't you explain what a natal or birth chart is to our audience? Okay. Well, <clears throat> the birth charts are what we're going to be talking about and comparing um, with our various subjects. What a birth chart is, is a snapshot of the sky from the moment you were born on the, um, from the place on earth where you were born. That's a really lovely way of putting it. Oh, thank you. 
You're welcome. So somehow this map of the sky corresponds with our personalities. It becomes a map of the psyche. And yep. it's kind of a language of its own. Um, it's a language of symbols. And what we do is we look at the symbols and we find patterns in the symbols. And that tells us something about the person we're reading for. Now, it's, astrology is not scientific. We want, we want you to realize that we have no desire to convince people that astrology is real or scientific or anything like that. But as Mixie said, I've been doing it for a long time and it seems to work. And that's all I care about. It helps people to step back from themselves and see themselves uh, with more clarity, more objectively. And to me, that's, that's the, uh, the benefit of astrology. So let me just quickly explain the parts of the birth chart. There's four main um, aspects that we're going to be looking at. The first one is the planets. Now, everybody knows their sun sign. Like if you say, I'm a Sagittarius, that means your sun was in the sign of Sagittarius. But we have nine other planets to look at, too. Then we have the signs. Again, I just said, um, in, my sun's in Sagittarius, so Sagittarius is the sign. And these are the things people are always like, oh, don't ever put a Libra with a Leo and things like that. <laughs> um, that's not like real astrology. So if anyone ever tells you that, just don't listen to them. <laughs> then the third thing is what they call aspects. And this is when planets are in particular degrees of each other. It means they work together and they either work together in a positive way or a negative way, depending on the aspect. There's two difficult aspects and two easy aspects. And then there's the conjunction, which just means that they're very close to each other, and that can go either way. Um, so what we do is we look at all of these symbols, and we find the patterns, and I talk to the person, although we, obviously we're not going to be able to talk to these people because one is dead and one is in jail. But <laughs> we can still... <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin it. We can They're going to guess who it is now. I thought we were going to tell them who it was. Oh, yeah, we are. I'm just teasing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, that's pretty much how a birth chart works. Um, normally, I would talk to the person so I could find out exactly how these symbols are expressing themselves in their chart. Uh, but we can't do it with these two people. But we can use what we know about, what we already know about them and look at the chart and see what we find. Yeah, and Dave and I, you know, we've, we've been on our innate spiritual path since we were little young Padawans and we have a, a pretty good level of perception and insight, I think. I have one question, what's a Padawan? Oh, it's a Star Wars reference. Oh, never mind. <laughs> They're young Jedi's in training. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a Jedi. Uh, 
You know I'm a Jedi. I know. That's why I said continue. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of nerdy references for me. I think we know yeah, this already. We've known each other for a decade. I accept <laughs> your nerdiness. Yay, I'm glad you accept my nerdiness. I have a few nerdy things myself. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so our episode, Exotic Irwin, we are obviously going to stop with everybody's favorite little crazy dude, uh, bleach blonde mullet, country songs yeah. about tigers, the fuck yeah. with this guy, Joe Exotic. Wow, Dave, why don't you uh, take us away with the chart points you found out? Okay, well, <clears throat> um, I just would like to reiterate what we're looking at specifically is the fact that this guy, Joe Exotic, had his own private zoo with like 200 lions and tigers, and he was arrested for cruelty to animals. Now, he was also arrested because he had a, a, a plot to kill a woman who was like his nemesis. But we're not going to look at that because we found a lot about the animals. Okay, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, no, that, that was uh, perfect for me. I don't care about Carol Baskin and feeding her husband to tigers right. or whatever theory right. you're fucking coming up with now. <clears throat> Just a little background on my experience with Tiger King. I watched 10 minutes of the first episode and I shut it off because I thought, I do not like seeing animals like this. And uh, I was just horrified. And But Dave has seen the uh, Thoreau documentary from a, uh, yeah, a little Thoreau. older than that. So that's our background. We are true crime and serial killer interested. We're just not as, as obscene. We're not as obsessively insane as uh -huh. y'all. Obsane. I like that. Word. That's a new word. Obsane. Everybody. I like word. to make portmanteaus. Obsane means obsessively insane. Go use That's it. Credit awesome. me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Joe. Okay. Tiger. I'm going to try my best to keep it simple and to explain uh, what I'm you know, explain what I'm saying in a way that somebody who has no knowledge of astrology can still understand it. Exactly. So, Dave has also been an art teacher for 30 years for kids. So he's no, very good at explaining things. I, I teach adults too. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You'll have to pardon me, everybody. My throat is a little scratchy right now. Um, hopefully that will go away. All right, the very first thing that jumped out at me about this guy, Joe Exotic, is that his son is aspecting his Pluto. And it's a difficult aspect or a bad aspect. And what that means is that his son and his Pluto are at odds with each other. And that usually leads to negative behavior or negative experiences in someone's life. Now, the sun represents the self. It represents self-perception, how you see yourself. And Pluto, among other things, represents death. And it also represents power. Oh, may I interject for a moment? Um, now, when you talk about the planets in astrology, they, I 
they have some symbolism towards the Greek and Roman gods they're named after as well. Like Pluto yes. represents death because Pluto and Hades are death. Right. Pluto is the god of the underworld. Exactly. So I just wanted to clarify that too for anyone who may not know. Yes. Actually, I have an analogy about the chart that I forgot to mention. Could I say it real quick? Yeah, of course. You don't have to ask. Go do it. Okay. Here's an analogy for anyone who is not familiar with astrology. It's looking at the birth chart as if it was a theater. The planets oh, the are blueprints. the... What's that? I say blueprints. Blueprints, yeah. They are blueprints. They are but the blueprint to your soul. It is a blueprint of your soul because it's what you were given to work with in this lifetime. We believe in reincarnation. If you don't, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. But the analogy is the theater. So the planets are the actors. They are the dynamic forces that make things happen. The signs are like the roles that they play. So they do their, whatever they do through the screen of the sign that they're in. Um, the aspects are the relationships between the actors, whether they uh, have conflict or whether they're, you know, work well together. And finally, the, the houses, the 12 houses, are the areas of life where these things uh, manifest themselves the most strongly. Yes. So that's my analogy. I really like it. I, no, I like it too. It's great. Yeah. All right, so let's get to um, this asshole yeah. exotic. <laughs> we already did sun opposite Pluto. And right, I but think... I need to explain what, what, uh, what that oh. means for him. So uh, I can I said... explain it. Go ahead. In our notes, it says, he feels like he has to be in control and have power over things. He feels powerless. Pluto, power, sun, dash, self. That was my notes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let me just clarify a little bit. Pluto represents power and the sun represents the self, but they, they're at odds with each other. They're not working together. They're fighting each other. So <clears throat> for reasons which I'll, I'll go into in a minute, uh, I feel that this guy, Joe Exotic, does not feel like he has power over his own life. I feel he, that he uh, thinks of himself as powerless. So to be, in his mind, to be the master of these, you know, the king of, king of the jungle and tigers, for him to be master over them is, shows that he is incredibly powerful in his own mind. So... <clears throat> that makes sense. And the reason also um, that I thought that was because of the Louis Thoreau um, documentary that I saw before he got in trouble with the law. Yeah. Um, Louis Thoreau is asking him, isn't this dangerous? And this guy, Joe Exotic, was like, no, I got them under control. They do what I say. Um, and, and Louis Thoreau was like looking really skeptical. <laughs> this guy really has some issues with you know power and powerlessness so that's that's how i read that in the chart all right yeah 
That was very insightful. Uh, next we have. Let me just go what? to the next thing. Let me just go to the next thing. Yeah, next we have Pluto conjunct Chiron and Pisces. Yeah, let me tell us about that. Okay, yes. His Pluto is conjunct Chiron. You may not have heard of Chiron. It's only been used since the 70s. Um, it's named after the, um, the Greek uh, mythological figure Chiron, who had a wound that would never heal. But he became... Oh. Yeah, he became a great teacher and a great healer, and eventually the God granted him, you know, uh, the right to die. Anyway, when uh, Chiron, Chiron in the chart represents healing, it represents where your deepest wound is, and it represents what you need to do to heal yourself, and to a lesser extent, things that you can teach other people about that. So... <clears throat> my feeling was that something happened to him when he was young that made him feel powerless. Um, mostly because Chiron is in Pisces. And Pisces, you got to realize when I say these things, I'm not saying everybody who has this planet or sign is this way. There's a wide spectrum of ways to express these different symbols. And sometimes you express it one way in one part of your life, then in another part of your life, you express it a different way. So I'm not saying everybody's like this. I'm saying Joe Exotic is like this. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> Pisces often feel powerless because they feel like they don't have support. They feel like they don't have, you know, solid ground underneath them holding them up. Because Pisces is a water sign and it rules the 12th house. And what that means is that that's the house where things start to fall apart. Things start to crumble and dissipate to make way for something new in the first house, which is Aries, and which is spring and new life. So because it's in Pisces, it made me feel like maybe he felt very insecure as a child. And that would be another reason why he felt like he had to dominate these animals. Because, yeah. yeah. Of course. And now, we have, what? I'm sorry, are you done? Go on. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. This is our dynamic, people. Yeah, we never know when the other person is done and we just talk yeah. over each other. We talk over each other all the time. So. We're like a Robert Altman film. Oh my God, we're Lily Tomlin and Meryl Streep. That's I'll funny. be Meryl Streep and you could be Lily Tomlin. Uh, I have to be the lesbian, huh? Yeah, you are a lesbian. Okay, I'm you're right. I'm a lesbian actually. Exactly. <laughs> I always loved Lily Tomlin anyway, but... Ring a ding ding! She's not oh, as we're old. <laughs> yeah, I love Lily Tomlin. Who doesn't? All right, next we got Pluto, right. Pluto in Virgo. Pluto in Virgo, okay. So you're going to introduce him, then I'm going to talk, okay. Yeah, I like it like this. This is better. Okay. So, because I don't want us to keep talking over each other, because... It's going to be confusing for the people listening. No, that's why I shut up while you explain what I... I people believe me. I'm trying to keep this 
as concise as possible. Because I, I go ahead. And this is our first episode. We're just giving tertiary background so you can have a little overview of what we're about. Our next episode will be a lot less explanation. Right. And I could talk about astrology literally all day long. Like he can. For 10 years, we've talked about astrology and transits and card reading literally like every day. Yeah. I think every day I need a reading from him too. That's true. I give her a reading almost every day. Anyway, um, a tower reading that is not not astrological. Yeah, so we are intuitive card readers. We are not, yeah, intuitive, not psychic, not fortune telling, intuitive. Right. We're not fortune tellers. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Anyway, Pluto and Virgo made me think that he rationalizes his behavior because Virgo is an air sign and air signs are very intellectual and they generally don't like emotion. And so they come up with intellectual uh, reasons why they do what they do or don't do what they do and they ignore the emotion behind it. So Going back to the Louis Thoreau, that's what I thought about because he was bragging about his behavior. And I was thinking to myself, he's really rationalizing what he's doing big time. And that's what was confusing Louis Thoreau. All right. Yeah, yeah. So next we have, now this is interesting because my moon isn't, oh no, it is not. (laughs) Sorry, moon and cancer. Oh, conjunct north node. Uh, His moon in Cancer is conjunct with his north node. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yes. So moon represents your mother, and it represents how you mother people. It represents how you nurture them and take care of them. It also represents your emotions. Now, his uh, moon in Cancer should make him a compassionate person or somebody who really cared for those animals, who really nurtured them and was was kind to them. Um, But it's conjunct the North Nodes. And I'll tell you just real quickly what the nodes are. There's two of them, North and South. And what they tell you is where you're going karmically, like what you need to learn to become a better person or a more spiritual person. And the South Node is where you've been. And it's very often something that doesn't really work for you anymore because you need to learn this new thing. So I think if he did not have a conjunctus North Node, he would have been more loving towards his animals. Yeah. Um, But... Oh, did I talk about what? Did I talk about Mars and Leo? No. You should pause it. Let me pause. Let me pause. We're going to have to edit. Yeah. Wait. Oh, uh, count three seconds and then start. So, because uh, this guy, Joe Exotic, 
um, had his moon conjunct his north node, it was kind of like his task in this lifetime to be loving and nurturing. But because of all these other negative things in his chart, he wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Words are. And this is going to make sense when we talk about, it's going to make more sense when we Wait, talk about Steve Irwin. don't tell. What? What? I didn't know if, I didn't want you to mention the next guy. I was just going to say, when, when we talk about him, it'll oh. make more sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I guess they all know it's Steve Irwin by now. Right. But I wanted to have a little intro. Let me have my drama. Yeah, you so, can have your intro. Okay. Talk as much as you want. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I all just right. wanted people to know that some of these things we decided to talk about because we compared the charts and we saw some, some interesting uh, comparisons. Threads. Some interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's a method to our madness. Exactly. Uh, part of our method to our madness was not being able to find birth times. So eventually yeah. we'll put out a list of birth times we need and try to get to you experts to see if you could find us some shit. Yeah, we had, anyway. some, really, uh, we had some really crazy, horrific uh, serial killers that were just monsters, but we couldn't get their birth time because most of them were from like the 19th century or early 20th century. Yeah, at first I was like, I want to do Bathory and Marquis de Sade and Gilles de Rye. And I'm like, oh, wait, we can't do that. And then Bell Gunness, we couldn't do. Yeah, um, we couldn't do H.H. So. H. Holmes. What? We couldn't, couldn't do H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. Holmes. I really wanted to do him. I really wanted to do him. And uh, Mad Maniac really wanted us to do Richard Chase because there isn't a lot of stuff with him, but there's no birth time. Oh, yeah. Fortunately. Yeah, we were going to do him. Anyway. Let's get back. We are up that. to Moon in Cancer. No, I no, we just that. did that. Yeah, I'm sorry. that's all I had to say about that. Okay. We are up to Venus in Aquarius. Okay. Oh, boy. Now, Venus is the goddess of love, as you all know. And Venus represents how you connect with people, how you let people in. Um how you care about people, how you love people. And <clears throat> again, he has it in an air sign. He has it in Aquarius. And Aquarians are notorious for not liking emotion and wanting to distance themselves from it as far as possible. Now like I'm not saying mom. all Aquarians, again, I'm not saying all Aquarians are like that. Like my uh, mom. Yeah, Her, <laughs> Dixie's mom is an Aquarius. Groundhog Day Aquarius. Yeah. I find that Aquarians either love people and humanity or they like one or the other. And my dad loves humans and humanity. My mom loves humanity, but uh, hates care humans. less about humans. And yeah. I love humans and humanity can suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's a famous saying. They say that um aquarians love humanity but don't like people yep but, it but my dad likes both my dad is yeah. truly the most positive aquarius you will ever meet yeah yeah so because it's in aquarius once again that enables him to turn off his feelings 
So he, he turns off any um, loving feelings he has towards his big cats um, so that he could feel like he's the big man in charge and he has power over these ferocious beasts. Look how, look, look how great he is. Mm -hmm. King of the jungle. Yeah, exactly. Motherfucker. All right. I think, um, Are we up to the last one? <coughs> uh, this last one explains the fucking country song. I, there's just one thing I noticed that I hadn't written down, but I just wanted to say. Okay. Um, his moon is opposite his Venus. Now the moon represents the the um, experience of the mother, and he should have had a really loving, kind mother because the moon rules Aquarius. Uh, certain planets rule certain signs, which means they're similar. So moon rules cancer. So when it's a planet is in its own sign, it's usually much stronger in what it does. So he should have had this very kind, loving mother, but it's opposite Venus. Now, opposite is a difficult aspect. That means those two planets are not working together. So he has the bad Venus in Aquarius where there's no love and there's distant. I think his mother probably was distant from him. Um, not really there for him. Mm -hmm. And it made him feel insecure. And I think that's one of the reasons he got into, you know, collecting these animals and feeling like he was powerful and dominant over them. You always, I always look for the mother and father in a chart because that tells you so much about oh, why a person is popped up or or why they're good or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's do my favorite, our last point. And I'm just going to read the first, uh, the, the determinant and the first sentence because I love this. And it explains the fucking country song for me. Moon trining Jupiter. Tigers can be a mother substitute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew there was something about his mother. It cracks me the fuck up. I want a tiger. I don't know the words to this song, guys. Is it I want a tiger? I'm a tiger. I'm a tiger. Oh, rawr. Teamy rawr. Rawr. Tigers. Tiger. Meow. Meow. All right. Yeah, go. this is another thing about his mother. What I just said about his mother, I'm standing by, but she was probably inconsistent with him because I think at times she was distant, but when she was there, I think she was very overbearing. Because again, Moon, being his mother, is trining Jupiter. Now the trine is an is a easy aspect, but sometimes even e easy aspects can be difficult and difficult can be easy. It depends on the rest of the chart. That's why you really look, need to look at an entire chart and find the patterns and ask questions of the person, then you'll know really what's going on for that person. But my intuition and the chart is telling me that when his mother was available, she was probably very overbearing and scary. So to him, he's like <clears throat> being dominant over these dangerous animals is kind of like him Oh, you know, overcoming his scary mother and being dominant over her. Like yeah. Tiger. 
sometimes people just never let go of their parent issues. They just can't like self-care past it, you know? Yeah. And let me just say, these are just theories because I can't yeah. talk to these people. If I could talk to them, I was, would be much more confident that my information was absolutely correct. So exactly. These, We're just speculating. Yeah, these are, this is speculation based on my experience of 25 years of astrology. I could be wrong. Exactly. We're never, nobody's ever 100% on anything. Yeah. Astrology is not black and white. It's not written in stone. Yep. Everything's fluid. It can be changed. Can be expressed. Exactly. And we're just having fun with it because we're two people that we've always loved psychological breakdowns of anything. Yeah. And we're both surrealist artists. So we're all about like, let's mention one thing and it'll mean something else. You know? Yeah. We're interested in dreams. We're dreams. interested in abnormal psychology. And I, I know I am. Are you? Well, I will say I'm a moon witch and, uh, you know, all that talk about the moon. I'm like, I was like, oh, too bad. That guy's moon is just so fucked up. The moon yeah. is my best friend. Well, one of them. Yeah. So, so I'm a dippy hippie, Phoebe massage therapist, moon witch. Yeah. We're, we're interested in all that stuff the, that the surrealists were interested in. They were interested in the art of children Anything they felt was coming straight from the subconscious. They were interested in the art of uh, insane yep. people and things like that. They, they were very interested in chance, things coming together through chance. So, yes, that's yeah. very me. <laughs> yeah, and me too in my art. You'll probably see some of my art in later episodes. But anyway, yeah. um, to wrap it up, that's just what we're speculating that he had a, a bad relationship with his mother and he felt powerless. And so because of that, he needed to dominate these dangerous creatures. Exactly. In a nutshell. All right. Well, let's pat, get past this mullet fuckhead. Because <laughs> I, I just can't stand his ass. Now, he, when we were first coming up with this episode, we did not know that it would really turn into a, we're going to get a subject but then we're going to find someone to compare him to. And I really loved when we came up with that idea. And yeah. I was really proud when I came up with Steve Irwin to compare charts. That was good. Yeah. I was just thinking, what's the, what's the polar opposite of Joe Exotic? I'm like Steve Irwin, the most, one of the biggest animal conservationist amazing heartwarming person that we lost way too soon and we found some really interesting things between their two charts so you're going to want to listen to this so you want me to say the big the big thing i want you to say the big thing baby all right the thing that really clinched it for both of us about comparing charts we looked at steve Irwin's chart and he has the exact same thing as Joe Exotic. He has Pluto opposite his son. What the fuck? Right, but yet Steve Irwin is like the opposite of Joe Exotic in that he cared about animals and, and worked for them so that they would be safe and uh, you know not be killed off and made, made extinct. And he showed them a lot of love. Uh, unfortunately, he showed a lot of love to a stingray. 
Well, hey, I maintain that Steve Irwin would have clearly known the Ray was in fight or flight. And I'm there are even memes going around with him in the afterlife with the 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 Matt the Ray is like, don't worry, little buddy. I don't. Oh, I can't do Australian. Sorry. <coughs> Crafty little Matt Ray. No, that's Cockney. Shrimp on the Barbie. Crikey little Manta Ray, it wasn't your fault. I can't do Australian. What's wrong with me? I don't know. You do good British accents. <coughs> what? You do good British accents. Yeah, I can't do Aussie. All right. Well, anyway, you know, I don't, I definitely know in my heart that Steve Irwin knew that Manta Ray wasn't coming at him with malice and was just protecting himself, which is what nature does. Right. And Steve Irwin taught us that more than it, anyone. It was an accident, it was an accident, you feel. Exactly. All right, well, that's what I feel too. He and he, any conservationist, ecologist, nat naturalist, they know when you're dealing with wild animals, even though he was a, you know, a herpetologist and all this, and he knew right. what he was doing, it's never a hundred percent. Right. He was taking, you're always taking chances. Well, exactly. Jesus Christ, that fucking Joe Exotic guy with 200 tigers and lions. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't get mangled. Yeah, really. I'm, waiting, I'm still waiting for Mike Tyson and his one fucking tiger to get mangled, mangle him. Yeah. But not oh. before the new season of Mike Tyson Mysteries, of course. Yeah. All right. So we were flabbergasted that they both had. Pluto opposite sun, and they both used it in, in exactly the opposite way. Yeah. Steve Owen used his to be kind and nurturing to animals. And they also both have their sun in Pisces. Now, um, Joe Exotic expressed his Pisces sun in a very negative way. He saw himself as a martyr, he saw himself that people were out to get him, right? He was kind of paranoid. Joe uh -huh. Exotic, yes? I, I don't know. Again, I watched 10 minutes of that show. Oh, I don't know a lot about the guy. I saw the crazy guy in Florida, like he had a dual elephant chariot or some shit. I was like, I'm done. Well, he, his, he, whether or not he was paranoid, I, I got that feeling from the Louis Thoreau documentary that he was a little, little bit paranoid. Yeah. <clears throat> but even if I'm wrong about that, he still mm -hmm. has to conjunct his Chiron, which means there he has a wounded self-image that needs to be healed, and he didn't do it. Yeah. However, Steve Irwin also has his son conjunct uh, Chiron, and so he was able to heal whatever he needed to heal, whatever negative self-image he had, he was able to heal it. And I think the reason for that is that Steve Irwin has his son in the third house. And that's okay. the house that has to do with early learning. Yes. So early on, he was able to heal his low self-esteem or whatever it was, whatever problems he had with because his Because of his Chiron in Pisces. Yeah, and his Chiron's in Pisces. Well, so is Joe Exotic. But Joe oh. Exotic didn't take 
this just goes back to what we were saying. It's all what you do with your chart. It's not written in stone. Joe Exotic did one thing. Steve Irwin did the opposite. They both had the same friggin' thing. So this yeah. should show you, you know, that it's all what you do with what you're, what you're handed in life. Exactly. It's like twins. Twins might get similar natal charts, but their lives are, you know, they could go anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think we're done with Irwin. No, I have a few more things here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. Okay. One of the things I think that helped Steve Irwin overcome his issues, as opposed to Joe Exotic, was Venus. If you remember, we talked about Joe Exotic having uh, an afflicted, what they call afflicted Venus, which means it has, it's either in a bad sign or it has Pluto, um, planets making uh, difficult aspects to it. It's so it's not working well. So Joe Exotic has a, a Venus that's not working well. However, Joe or Steve Irwin does have a Venus that's working well. It's in um, Pisces and Pisces are very compassionate when they're expressing it positively. And it's also next to his Chiron. So I think because he had that Venus in Pisces, that helped him to heal whatever needed to be healed so he could become a compassionate person towards animals. Yes, definitely. You know, uh, we should put a little chart of some of the astrological symbols uh, in our slideshow. I'm going to do that too, just so people have an idea, like when they see Chiron, you know. You're going to put in the glyph, you mean? Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. I was just going over the notes, and I think we, I think we covered, we definitely covered the next two points already, talking about yeah. the comparison. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, so, I just said everything else I had in the notes. I just said it all. No, it was great. It's I just perfect. said four. We said the first thing, and then I said a second thing, and that covered every note I had here. Yeah, it's perfect. So what yeah. we could do now is just end it. Okay. And then we could do the next episode. Um. So let's give it uh, five seconds of silence. I don't know. Okay. I'm not ready to do the next episode. Oh, okay. Do you mind? I'm feeling very... Oh, okay. I'm feeling very... I feel like I, I got through it, but yeah. I feel drained now. Okay, well, why don't, we just, why don't we just say goodbye and banter yeah. a bit? And I'll do tell you, I was, try, I was struggling to keep my anxiety under wraps so that I could talk and not sound anxious. So that was draining for me. Yeah. I'll do better next time. Okay. I'll make sure I don't do anything stressful before I do our, our podcast. Okay, because honestly, that was perfect. We had okay, great banter I'm, and great back and forth. I've run I'm out of I'm just telling you. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you think so. I thought it went well, too. It did go very well, and it and only got better. We for each other a little bit in the beginning. And I think that's okay. We'll get in our groove. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, I held back on a lot of comments because I only made some comments when I knew I could, you know? Right. Well, you can always interrupt me. You just say, Dave, I have something. No, no. Unless I had something really important, then I will. But I'm trying not to interrupt at all. 
All right, I but still- I don't need to be sticky that much is what I'm saying. Okay, but still, I, I don't want it to be mostly me talking. I want it to No, be no, because it's perfect. We had a nice mix of both of us. Like, you talked enough? What? You feel like you talked enough? Oh, yeah, I think it was great. And I'm going to listen to it now and clean up the audio. But yeah, wait. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be talking like 75% or you 25%. No, no, we're, we're equally 50-50. It's great. Okay. It All right, so I'm going to count us, what? I'm sorry, it didn't seem that way to me, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, I'm going to count us five seconds of silence, and then I'm going to continue, okay? Okay, and what are we going to do? I'm going to have a little ending remarks. Okay, that's, I'll leave that to you. Yeah, I'm going to ask you one more, I'm probably going to ask you one more question. Hold on. All right, five seconds of silence starts now. So that was all very interesting. I love how it all broke down. And uh, what do you, what Dave, do you think you have to say in summation for all this? This is a really interesting, like two people to compare yeah. to. Well, the thing that fascinates me is that <clears throat> they were both people who did similar things in their lives and had similar uh configurations in their charts yet they expressed themselves and what they did in their lives in a totally opposite way that's yeah. just fascinating to me and it just as we said before it just goes to show it's all what you're given what you do what you're given with exactly you're given you know most people's charts are a mixture of good and bad and they can go you know say positive and negative not good and bad yeah positive i don't mean good and bad in a moral sense yeah, I just yeah. negative and positive good good point thank you wow that was great and this and this concludes our very first episode guys please tune in weekly we'll have our audio podcast on all the stuffs and we'll have our YouTube slideshows and intros and even an outro. So, and wait, can I say something to the yeah, audience? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> if anybody is listening to this and doesn't understand some of the astrology, um, feel free to uh, write us or text us or whatever, email us. And I will explain it to you because it's hard for me to know. I try to break it down as simple as I can, but it, it's still having done it so long. It's hard for me to know if it's simple enough. So that's what I wanted to yeah. say. And you guys can email us at fightcusp at gmail.com. F-A, F-A, really? I don't know how to spell now. F-I-G-H-T-C-U-S-P as in pita at gmail.com. That's where you can ask us all types of questions, praise, dislike. You know, if you're going to insult me, I really like it to be original. Make me laugh, people. Yeah. And if you want stuff from Dave, like an astrological reading, he's happy to talk to you about oh, that yeah. too. 
I'm a professional oh, yeah. astrologer. You do that for a living, remember? Yes, I'm a professional strategy, so I can do a chart for you. Exactly. Um, one other thing I wanted to say is <clears throat> yes. don't believe in astrology and you think what, what I'm saying is total bullshit, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm not here to, to convince people that astrology is valid, but it, I don't want to hear it. I, if you don't, if, if you don't like astrology, you don't think it's real, keep it to yourself. Cause I'm not going to respond. <laughs> I'm not going to engage with you. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I love you so me. much. It helps people. That's all I care about. So keep, if you don't like astrology, exactly. don't, don't try to engage me because I'm not going to engage. Guys, healing comes in many forms. So just remember that. And tikkun olam, which is my life motto, heal your part of the world. Yeah. And uh, so that is it for this episode of Fight Cusp. We hope you enjoyed it. Once again, I am Mixie Plum. You will see all of our links in the credits and in the slideshows at the end. Uh, we use Avant Garden Media for our YouTube videos. The Mad Maniac himself for our happy little intros. We use John over at Caricatoons for some fun art. We'll also be inserting Dave's art because you got to see Dave's art. Actually, next episode, we're going to see Dave's art. Do you want to hear the title for next week's episode? Are you asking me or the audience? You. Uh, isn't it Cult 45? Yes, but don't say who is in it. Let them keep them I'm guessing. Not. What does Cult 45 mean? You'll see next week. <clears throat> okay guys what I want to suck your blood I want to suck your blood that has nothing to do with cult 45 no it doesn't I, I don't do it if we could I'm do Richard Chase we could have a fucking vampire episode but yeah, we can't I'm not, good at that. I'm not good at accents but Mixie is a very very good voice actress she's wonderful and a great singer too oh thank yes. you i like to specialize in the uk accents yeah she specializes in in british accents she does like 20 of them or more i do i'm obsessed yeah. i'm an anglophile and yes. a new yorker so i just call myself a british new yorker i'm not an american guys don't yeah. don't don't believe that <laughs> there you go. all right guys thank you so much Support us. It. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great, awesome, yummy, rocking day. Rock out. What? <laughs>